God is good, is he not? We're talking how great God is. Thank God for the opportunity to preach the word, to hear the word, to be doers of the word, to get results from the word. Woo! Glory to God. That's who we are. We're people on the receiving end of all God has for us, are we not? Amen? Amen. So, in 2017, one of the things we've been talking about is the name and the power that's in the name. How many have many been really engaging and receiving from the, what we've been teaching on the, in the name, amen, and the power that's in the name and, and what has been invested in the name for you and I to have day to day, the power that's in the name, um, and, you know, when, when, when Jesus was on the earth, um, you know, they, sometimes people think, you know, well, if I would have lived during that time and I was on the earth when Jesus was, well, man, I would have believed everything that he said. But, yeah, you really wouldn't have, you know? I mean, you'd have been like all the rest of them. And... Uh, I mean, they're, I mean, you know, they understood that there was a Messiah that was coming. But, you know, he was a big glowing dude on a big horse somewhere, you know, big white horse. And he wasn't a carpenter's son that just grew up around them. And that they weren't looking for something like that. He, how could he be the Messiah? So, you know, his disciples that he chose, I mean, you know, they... they they would believe they would believe in one breath and then the next breath you know he that he was calling them devils <laughs> jesus was he was said man you're an unbelieving devils that's what he said to peter blessed are you simon barjona and then get thee behind me satan you know in in the next breath because they were doing really dumb things because they didn't understand well when when a person when a person gets born again it's like the first day that Jesus called Peter or Matthew or Mark or any, any, any of the different disciples that he called in the beginning. When a person gets born again, it's like Jesus is calling them for the first time. And people don't know anything, you know? People don't know anything. When, when you get born again, it's day one and now, for the rest of your life, part of what has to happen is you've got to get this thing built inside of you that you are going to endure through everything. And it doesn't matter what comes, you're going to grow and you're going to understand why you're here, what your purpose is. You're going to understand your, what your destiny is, what God, as we've been talking this year, what God called you to do before the foundation of the world and 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 get built inside of you this attitude that that I don't care come hell or high water no matter what comes I am not quitting no matter what and you are no different than any of the other disciples when you read about their lives well you know they were they were in the beginning and now we're farther along but but we're not farther along it's it's it, it's really no different when you come into the kingdom, I don't care where you've lived in life, but when you come into the kingdom of God, you get born again. It's day one. Amen? And if you spend 
20, 30, 40 years of your life and you never grow in the things of God, you're just born again, you just show up at church, you don't do anything with the Word, you don't grow in your understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit, then it continues to just kind of be maybe day one or day 10 or first year or whatever, but you're still in an infant stage, right? And in, and in that infant stage, without the revelation of the name of Jesus and what's been invested into the name, you're existing on a planet that you weren't created to live on and in without the power of the name. That's why there's such difficulties. That's why things happen at times that your natural mind can't figure out. And it's because of the lack of revelation. Everybody sitting in here tonight, every single person, has a lack of revelation. But you're growing. You're increasing. You're evolving into greater revelation. But everybody has lack because the rest of the time you're on planet Earth, you're going to be evolving and growing into that revelation if you're a doer of the Word. If you're not, if you don't do anything with the Word, then you just stay in the place that you're in. And it's like you just kind of go around in circles and, you know, you're going around the mountain over and over, same stuff. You know, 10 years from now, it'll look the exact same way. Nothing's growing, nothing's changing, nothing's working in your life because you're not doing anything with the Word. And the revelation of the name of Jesus and what's been invested in the name for you is not doing anything on your behalf. So you're living on planet Earth without the tool, the tool, that he created you to live and exist with, and you're trying to make it, and, and, and God didn't create us to try, he created us to do it. And when you have revelation of the name, you're a doer, not a trier. Say, I'm not a trier. I'm not a crier. I'm a doer. Amen? And, and one of the reasons this whole year, we, we're not getting off of this, we are not. Actually, in the month of May on Sundays, I'm going to go back and talk some more along this line in the name of Jesus because God's been giving me more. The more I'm teaching it, the more he's giving me. So the whole month of May, we're going to talk in a little bit, just a little bit different venue and vein than what we talked about in, in, in the first couple of months of the year. But on Wednesdays, I'm, I'm just continuing to take a specific subject that goes with the name of Jesus and talk about it each Wednesday night. So uh, I really encourage you to keep your ears open because it's vital that we understand these things in the days in which we're living in. You, we, we have to have and understand the name of Jesus and what's at our disposal. We have to understand it. Amen? So the title of my message tonight is Prayer in the Name. Prayer in the Name of Jesus. And I want you to look at Colossians 3. And verse 17, Colossians 3 and 17, we've read this a number of times this year. But he said, I'm just reminding you of this, but he said, Paul said here to this church at Colossae, whatever you do, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So, 
whatever you do, whatever you do, you do it in the name, but you do it giving thanks to God for who He is and what He's done. You give thanks to God. You don't give thanks to God for something that you're experiencing or something that's not working or something that didn't work out. You don't thank God for that. You thank God in the midst of it no matter what. See, there's something, there's something about experiencing things and walking through them that will empower you even when your natural mind just wants to scream and go in every direction. That's where we have to win the battle of the mind. We have to, and it's a constant battle. And you will not win the battle of your mind without the revelation of the investment that is in the name of Jesus. Everything that Jesus did from his conception to his ascension and sitting at the right hand of the Father is the investment in that name that he left for you and I. You will never overcome the battle of the mind without the revelation of the investment that's in that name. Because if you have the revelation of what's invested in the name and you know that the name is yours and, and you have the power of attorney to use that name, then there's not anything you can't accomplish. There's not anything that you and I can't accomplish and can't do. I keep that in my thinking all the time. No matter what I've been through, does that mean that I've always won every battle and every skirmish and everything that's come against me? I've, I've won every single thing? No. But it stays with me. I don't, care, I don't care what appears to be to win or get the best of me. It doesn't matter. I always win because of what Jesus accomplished. Amen. Always. I always win. Even when it looks like I didn't, listen, it doesn't matter if it looks like you didn't win, it's not over. But what he did is over, and everything he did caused us to win. Settle. Doesn't matter what it looks like. That's why you'll, you'll never, for 28 plus years, you've never heard me try to explain away something that didn't make sense. You've, some of you have been here for a long time. Some of you not so long. But you'll, you've never or never will hear me ever stand behind the pulpit and try to make excuse or bring explanation to something that my natural mind can't figure out because the answer is in the Word. If we're bold enough and big enough and mature enough to really look at what the answer is, many times the answer to certain things has to do with the lack of my maturity. I'm talking me, you, and any of us. There's the lack of certain things. What, it, what we should do as we walk through things is go, is dig in even deeper and go even deeper because the answer is there. And when it looks like something didn't work out, it wasn't because of the word or the name of Jesus. It just wasn't. That's just, that's just life. That's just things happen in life. But it's never God and it's never the word. It's things... It's areas of our life where the revelation hasn't taken hold to where we would have got a grip of that and gotten a hold of it. You see? So it's not that you or I don't have faith. See, don't ever listen to somebody, well, you know, that happened because you didn't have any faith. No, 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 no. All you need for anything to work is, is, a, is faith is a grain of mustard seed. Just this little much of faith, see? But it's what we do with our faith. 
And that's where we have to grow and grow in that revelation. So learning how to pray, and you've heard me say this before, but I'm, I'm going to add a couple things to it. Uh, prayer is communication with God. But what prayer isn't, it's not, prayer is not trying to get God's attention. Hey, God, 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 and God. Trying to get God to see you. He knows where you're at, knows everything about you more than you know about yourself. So prayer is not trying to get God's attention. And, or or prayer is not trying to get God to do something. That's not prayer. It's not trying to get his attention It's not trying to get him to do something. Prayer is connecting with him. That's what prayer is. It's it's connection and communication with God. And when I connect with him, then what I say will be what he's already said is so. So when I declare specific things, I get what I say because I believe that he already says it's so, and that I have what I say because he said say it. And you've and you got to process that. What I just said is true, and you ha- it has to be real to you. If it's not real to you, then you're still trying to get God's attention. And that, you know, that's, that's part of the Christian walk. You've got to grow into it. Prayer is, is not con- pr- Prayer is not trying to get God's attention. It's connecting with him. Now, how we get there is different ways, but that, that's the ultimate goal is to connect with God through what I say, what I declare, as I pray in the Spirit, as I'm listening to Him, as I'm learning to understand what His Word says about me or about my life. As I'm connecting with Him through His Word, it becomes real to me, so then what I say actually comes to pass. And that's just what I want to look at in the Scripture today. Amen? Um, I'm my connection you're in my connection causes us to believe and to receive what he has already given to us in the name of Jesus see our our communication and connection causes us to believe and to receive what he already says is so. For me to believe and to receive. So when I believe and I receive and I know it belongs to me, then the power that I speak something in, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you do it in the name of Jesus Christ, that's where, the, that's where the power, it's the source of power that produces the results in my name. Jesus said it to it. He, 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 said it, he said it some 25 times in Scripture. Some of it's repeated from the different authors. But 25 times in Scripture, he told his disciples that what you ask in my name, you'll receive that the Father be glorified in the Son. Right? Over and over and over in so many different ways, he said that to his disciples in preparing them for his exit and him leaving, but him leaving the power and the uh, and the and the power of attorney in his name to do the same things in the earth that he did. Amen. So, um, let's look at uh, Matthew sixteen. I'm just going to look at a few verses. 
and just drive this point home tonight. Matthew 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? Who do, men say, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, he gave them the answer, right? So they said, well, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? So he asked him a question, who do people say, but now who do you, who do you believe that I am, right? And, and you know, it didn't tell us right here how long of a silence that there was, and here's the 12, but, the, but many others that were around them. You know, maybe they were all sitting there thinking, you know, going, hmm, hmm. He just said he's the son of man, right? Some say he's John the Baptist, is he? Some say he's Elijah. Could he be one of the other prophets? Is he this or whatever? He's been telling them who he is, but are they getting it? He's asking them the question because he wants to know that they're getting it. See, they didn't know. And before people get born again, they don't have the ability to know. You, you, can, you can listen to all kinds of things, and you can listen to all kinds of teaching, and you can listen to all kinds of stories and read all types of different books, but if you're not born again, you don't have the ability to process the information that you get. And, and, and in this situation with them, they weren't, they, he, he was concerned that they weren't getting it. And he says in verse 17, Jesus answered, or, or in verse 16, Simon Peter answered. He jumps up and he says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you're Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you whatever you bind on earth. Now, I really like what the Amplified says in verse 19 because it goes with what we're talking about tonight. And he says in verse 19 in the Amplified, I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind that you declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already, is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose and declare lawful on earth must be what is already loosed in heaven. So, if you take the verse we just read, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You do all in alignment with what Jesus did and said from the Father. Where, and, and the Father is the representation of heaven. And he said, in, in, this pa in this passage, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven. Right? And, and he said, so whatever you bind and loose... It's because you're binding and loosing what's already bound and loosed in heaven. And when you're in that process in the name of Jesus, you'll have what you say. That's connection with God. But if we, if we look at Mark 11, and it's a popular verse of scripture kind of along this line about what we declare and, and, and speak out of our mouth. There's something that Mark 11 says that's the key to what we're talking about tonight. And in Mark, Mark 11 and verse 23 says, Assuredly, I say to you, what, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, 
and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Well, how does a person believe that what he says is going to come to pass? You believe it because of your relationship with God and, and the revelation that has come to you about what the will of God is in every situation. He, so he's saying here, not necessarily removing uh, natural mountains, but it's a metaphor, and he's talking about situations in life that appear to be so big that there's no way to overcome, right? And, and those situations, God has an answer for, and, and what I have to do is I have to believe in my heart. So through time and development and becoming a doer of the word and listening to the word and meditating the word and letting the Holy Spirit show me what is true and what is right, then he says here, so whatsoever things that are the will of the Father, and remember, what, whatever we do in word or deed, we do it in the name of Jesus Christ. So when it comes time to declare specific things, I'm declaring what the will of God is in a situation. I'm declaring and saying what he's already said is so and belongs to me, right? So I have a right to declare specific things and see those things come to pass, even though I may not see it when I first say it, it's mine when I say it, when I believe it's mine, and you'll see it sooner or later. See, but a lot of times... Because people aren't trained and they're not developed and they don't understand. that They say a lot of things hoping something's going to come to pass. But things don't come to pass when they're not bathed in faith and trust in God. The faith and trust in God comes on a day-to-day -day basis as we do maintenance in our life, renewing our mind and changing the way that we think. Most people, all of us, not most, every single person that comes into the kingdom of God, they come into the kingdom with strongholds in their soul. A stronghold is a way of thinking. It's an established way of thinking that's been built inside of you since you, from wherever you came from. And when you get born again, the, the thing that has to happen for there to be victory in this life, this doesn't have to happen for you to get born again, okay? To be spiritually born again, the, the, the time that you accept Jesus. This has to happen for you to experience heaven on earth. You have to have those strongholds destroyed and new strongholds established. A stronghold isn't bad if it's a good one. See, there's negative and positive strongholds. And, and what a stronghold is, is, is a, an established way of thinking that has been developed on the inside of you through repetition. And where you have strongholds and mindsets and things that you think about yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, when those strongholds are not renewed and replaced with new strongholds, then you keep doing the same things over and over and over again. So you might try a scripture, you might hear me preach something like I'm preaching tonight, and you might try it. When, when what God wants you to do is take it and begin to meditate on it and begin for it to begin to be revelation to you. That you can literally have everything you say when what you say is what he says is so. And what you say that he says is so is so for you in the moment. And only he knows that for you.
See, that's why he gave you the Holy Ghost. He gave you the Word of God. He, he gave us everything that we need. He gave us the authority and the power of the name of Jesus to accomplish things in the earth. And for you and I to overcome certain strongholds in our life that want to keep us back and keep us in places of bondage, the only way we're going to overcome is to be doers of the word and renew and wash our minds free and clear of those ways of thinking and change the way that we think. Amen? And everybody sitting in here today, everybody looking at me today, everybody has strongholds. So I'll be thinking, well, you know, at least I don't have any. No, you, everybody does. I don't care who you are. Everybody has strongholds, good or bad, you know, positive or negative, we'll call them, right? Everybody has strongholds. If, um, if you were taught, if you were taught in your life that uh, you would never amount to anything, if, that's what you, if that is what you were taught, if people told you that all the time, over a period of time, you're going to believe that. And no matter what anybody else tells you, at the end of the day, every day when you lay your head down on your pillow and you go to sleep at night, you're going to go to sleep thinking that you're worthless and that you'll never amount to anything until you renew your mind and you begin to believe. And, and how does that happen? The only way that happens is to take the Word of God put it in your mouth so that it goes in your ears and you begin to hear yourself say it. Amen? That's where we connect with God in what we call prayer. See, prayer is connection with God and then declaration of the things that God says are so. And, and without that, without that, we stay in bondage and we stay in a place where we can never overcome and come into what God created us to do and to be before the foundation of the world. And he did create you to be something more than what you are today. I don't care how far along you've come, he created you to be more than what you are today. Amen. And the only way to do that is to renew your mind and get rid of certain mindsets that tell you different than what God says is so. So he said in this passage in, in Mark 11... In verse 24 says, therefore I say to you, whatever, everybody say whatever. whatever, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So let's just take three promises in the word of God, three promises for you to ask and pray for. And then believe that they're yours when you ask and pray for them. Let's just take three promises. Healing. And prosperity. And peace. Just take those three. There's many, 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 many promises in the word. But let's just take those three. Okay? So when you find verses of scripture that line up with any of those. By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. Right? That's what the Bible says. The Bible tells us in many, many places that God created us to prosper and to advance in our life in many, many different ways. And, and the peace that passes our understanding is what stands guard over our hearts and mind. The chastisement of your peace was on Jesus and by his stripes you're healed. I mean, on and on and on, there's verses of Scripture that say that. Well, 
That's why when there's a need in your life or something that you face, you have to bathe that with the word. When I say bathe it, I'm talking about declaring it and confessing it, listening to word that is taught concerning that. If there's something physically coming against your body, you need to be listening to messages where people have taught what I'm saying today about it's God's will for you to be well. Amen? When, when, when you're struggling financially, you need to be listening to things that talk about God's will for that and strategies to work your way out of the situations that you're in. Amen? And, and you need to be hearing it, and then you need to be creating and developing confessions for yourself that say what God says is so over you. You need to hear yourself say that. Because over time, what will happen is, over time, you'll get so connected with God that when you see something that you know is against the will of God, it'll come out of your mouth, and you'll see things change, sometimes instantaneous. Amen? When something manifests, that's up to God. When things manifest, our part is to do His Word. Renew our minds, deliver ourselves of strongholds that try to tell us things that, that what God's Word says is not strong enough to handle the opposition that's coming at us. That's what the devil's job is, to make you believe that no matter what it is that you're facing, that it's always bigger than God. And I'm telling you today, it's never bigger than God. I don't care what the outcome is on a given situation. It doesn't change the word of God. It doesn't change it. See? And that's why when I see things that don't work, I press harder into the word. Amen? I've had a couple of situations that have happened where I was believing God for a certain thing to happen, and it didn't happen that way. And what I found myself doing was... Not just pressing into like reading the word and confessing the word more. Yeah, that, there was part of that. But I found myself finding people that needed something that I didn't see work for me and they needed it to work for them and I got involved in their lives. Where I could see other people believe God for things because, because I knew. Even though my mind was troubled here, I knew in my heart it wasn't God. See, it's not God. And, and there's no reason to try to figure out how every situation is going to work and how everything's going to fall into place and all this kind of thing. We, 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 it, we get busy doing that and we get our focus off of God and His Word and His Word is true. And if He said it, He can't lie. If He said we're healed, He cannot lie. The question is, how far do we want to go to really believe what's been invested in the name? And you know, what, you know what his name is? Revelation says his name is the Word of God. That's his name. Everything I do in word or deed, do all in the Word of God. I do it through the Word of God. I do it no matter what. See, that's why, that, that, see, then, it, then it'll take the pressure off of you. You know, when, when Becky and I, when we first were, were in the kingdom and, and we got married and we were in a certain church and, I mean, everybody was, you know, every, the, the, it, I, we felt like there was this pressure on us to perform. I mean, we had to do it right. 
Many, you, you know, every confession had to be right, and there's nothing wrong with right confession. Every little thing had to be done exactly, I mean, specifically the right way, every little thing. Uh, and, and if it didn't and something didn't work, well, it was because you didn't have any faith, and that's what they told us. And I said, you know, that, that's a lie. See, because I had faith, but it was developing. See, no matter where you and I are at in our life, I don't care where you're at, how far along you, you have come, faith is still developing in your life. Amen? And along the way, there's a lot of things, there are a lot of things in the natural that need to be corrected in our lives. I'm just telling you right now, you, you may not think so, but there are things that God will tell you. You know, you know what God's told me at different times? One time, the Lord told me that my closet was a mess. You're just throwing your clothes over there and you're not hanging them up. Okay, I was asking him about something. He says, hang your clothes up. Would God tell you to do something like that? Well, the other day I was in my closet and I was looking for a shirt to wear. And God told me what shirt to put on. Some people think that's nuts. I, I mean, I'm not saying that I necessarily go in my closet and ask him. But I was looking and I'm thinking, what shirt should I wear the other day? And I felt like he told me to wear this shirt. And I didn't even want to wear it. And I just put it on. Sometimes God's looking for obedient acts to straighten things up in the spirit realm and he can't get there until you make some adjustments in the natural realm. See, because the natural and the spiritual flow together. Don't, don't you, you're, you're deceived if you're just waiting for just stuff to fall out of the clouds because you've made enough confessions. It's not going to happen. A lot of times there's things that need to be straightened up in the natural that we're hurrying and trying to ignore all this stuff that needs to be taken care of on a day-to-day basis, trying to get to the big stuff. Well, there really is no big stuff. He said, be faithful in little, I'll make you ruler over much. See, the much is what you'll be ruler over when you're faithful with little things. Hang your clothes up. Yes, sir. So I started hanging my clothes up. I mean, it wasn't like it. I didn't hang it up at all, but it was just like I'd get, I'd be in a hurry and I'd just throw things around and I'd walk in there and then just look over that. And one day, years, this was years ago, and God just said, quit doing that, hang your clothes up. And don't just put your shirt on a hanger after you've worn it. Don't just put it on the hanger, but button the button at the top so it'll hang right. Okay. You know, nobody ever taught me to do that. When I was growing up, what do you need a closet for? You just pile your clothes up on the next to the bed, you know. When I was growing up, no, nobody was there. Nobody taught me anything like that. My wife taught me things like that. She had to, you know, kind of a weird relationship. She had to teach me how to do certain things, you know, and uh, because nobody taught me. But you know what? When you learn those type of things, it begins to position you and align you with revelation from the Father because when you get things in line in the natural, you'll begin to get things in line in the spiritual. You begin to see yourself in a different way. You'll even begin to have confidence in yourself that you didn't have before, whatever your little thing would be. I'm just using that as one example. And God wants those things corrected in us so that we believe 
and begin to have revelation in the investment that's been made in the name of Jesus. So everything I do in word or deed, I do in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen? Can you say amen? Um, so I want to read a couple more. Uh, Matthew 18. Look at that real quick. Matthew 18 and 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Same concept about in other words, what I bind has to be what's already bound in heaven. What I loose has to be what's loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, verse 19, if, if you, that, again, I say to you that if two of you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, and that ask right there, when you look at that word, it's what Mark 11 said in asking and praying. Or, or it said pray and ask. So whatever thing that you, when two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they may pray and ask for, it will be done of my Father in heaven. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. But see, it's got to be done, the agreement part, the two in agreement have to be done in the revelation of the name. Whatever we do in, the, in word or deed, we do in the name of Jesus Christ. He said we're two or Two or more are gathered together in my name. Are we gathered together here tonight? Okay. In the name of Jesus, there's not anything we can't accomplish. See, but it's got to be based on the growing understanding and revelation of the investment that's been made in the name. Remember? The conception, the supernatural conception, the supernatural uh, birthing process that went on, the supernatural birth, the supernatural life, the supernatural crucifixion, the supernatural uh, uh, death and burial to hell, leading all those captive into captivity into Christ, the, the being raised from the dead supernaturally, the living, uh, walking on earth in a resurrected glorified body for 40 days, ascending to the right hand of the Father and sitting down and saying it's finished. All of that investment, everything that he did, he did so you and I could have that name. So what we bind and what we loose, we're binding and loosing what God says is, has been bound and is loosed in heaven. So in my relationship and the development of my relationship with God on a day-to-day, on -day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis as it continues, I grow in that understanding so I don't find myself doing anything apart from what I can do in the name of Jesus. I, I, I'm telling you, I've been saved for 40 years, and I feel like that revelation to me has just been birthed. I talk less. I... Only, whatever I do, if, I, if I'm going to pray for somebody, I can't pray for them in my own ability, right? If you see somebody and they've got an ailment or something's wrong with them, you'll never heal them by just laying hands on them because you think it's a good idea. It's got to be a God idea. 
Whatever I do in word or deed, I do in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I get the results. I get the results. You've been created. You've been created for results. We were not created to not get results. We were created for results. But we have to keep pressing in, and and it has to become more to us than it ever has. After 40 years, Paul said after almost 40 years in ministry, one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, I press toward the mark of the high calling that there is in Christ Jesus, right? Forgetting what is behind, I press toward that revelation that's in the name of Jesus. One thing. Everybody say one thing. Hold a finger up. One thing. One thing. One thing. One one thing. One thing. Forget what's behind, but I'm going to press in to what's important. I'm going to fix my eyes on the mark. See, because he's my only life source. Listen, if he's not real, and this thing is a, a hoax, we're in a mess of trouble. but I believe this. One time, after I'd been saved just for a short period of time, somebody made that comment. <laughs> I thought to myself, is it a hoax? Is this not real? But I thank God I didn't quit. And today, it's real. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what happens. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world or anywhere else. It doesn't matter. This thing works. And the investment in the name is a real investment. And the name of Jesus is like no other name. And and it's the name above every single name. So every name is under that. And anything you feel, anything that goes on in your life that has a name, the name of Jesus is above that. And I've been given the power of attorney to use the name so everything has to bow its knee in my presence because I believe in the name. Can you say amen? So, um, I want to read this last passage and then one verse. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2. And I just, I just want to read this, and I want to remind you of this as you, as you leave tonight, remind you of how important this is. And I'd actually really encourage you to read this whole second uh, chapter of 1 Corinthians 2. This whole second chapter of 1 Corinthians. <laughs> read the whole second chapter of 1 Corinthians 2. <laughs> or read the whole second chapter of 1 Corinthians 3. <laughs> okay. Everybody laugh. That was funny. Come on, that was really funny. Verse 9. As it is written, I have not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. If you love me, you do what? You do his word. If we really love God, as the love of God is developed in us, we do his word. We're doers of the word. But God has revealed them to us, all the things that eye has not seen or ear heard, nor has it entered the heart of man. All the things that appear to be one way when they're another way, the only way to get those for those to be revealed to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God, 
For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. This is totally separate from what I'm sharing tonight, but this is free. Um, Really work on in your life spending too much time trying to figure out what other people think and being moved by other people's actions and thinking that you know why they do what they do. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that's in him? So it really doesn't matter. Don't waste your time trying to figure out what other people think and do. You'll wear yourself out. You'll wear yourself down. When God wants your time and attention and your energy with him to know what he's given to us in the name of Jesus, what's been invested in that name. And that's why the title of our message tonight, Prayer in the Name, is so important. That's that connection we have to have. You will not pray effectively without the evolving revelation of the name and the investment in that name for you. You won't, you won't pray effectively. You won't pray correctly. Because like I said in the beginning, prayer is not you trying to get God's attention or, or trying to get him to do something for you. That's not prayer. Okay? That's begging. And, and, and going after God. There's a, there's a place to petition God for his will which is his word, in your life in a specific time. And you can stay on that as long as you need to until you get it. But you've got to put out the effort to know what his will is. His will is his word. So your investment and time that you spend in this is what determines what the outcome is going to be of how much understanding and revelation you have about that investment in the name. From Genesis to Revelation, that's what comes out of the word is everything that was invested in the name, right? For 4,000 years that we have of the Old Testament, 4,000 year about period, in that 4,000 years, that whole 4,000 years was directed at your and my reconciliation. All those 4,000 years were focused on, on the Messiah, the Savior coming and delivering us, and the picture started with the children of Israel and Moses. That's where it started. That's where we, we got an actual visual of what Jesus came to do to liberate us. But all of the Old Testament, all the investment in that period of time was all directed toward the investment in that name. All of it. Everything. And you've got to work that out and you've got to understand that. Amen? Verse 12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. What things? Everything that's been invested in the name. All the investment in the name, we know, we can know those things because of the spirit that's been given to us. And this is how they come to us. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, right? But which the Holy Spirit teaches. Combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words is, is what the Amplified says. Combining and comparing and, and bringing together spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. 
So what I want to say tonight as I, as I read the last verse in Acts 3, what I want to say is this. What I said earlier about spiritual strongholds in your mind, we, we, we think certain ways because of the way we were trained growing up. And you realize when, when, when uh, one of the definitions of a stronghold is, is like a fortress, something that is built around you. And, and, and it's like a fort. And it's built around your soul and your mind. And that stronghold, you, you can begin to uproot it and, and begin to, if you picture it as like a fort around your mind, you can begin to take out pieces of the wall of that. But until that thing is totally removed, okay, until it's totally removed, your thinking hasn't changed. Now watch this. Watch this. As, as a pastor through 28, almost 29 years of pastoring, what I've seen is people come in and they have spiritual strongholds that are controlling their soul. And they began to uproot part of it, you know, taking some of the wall out, and, and, and they're removing timber from it, you know, and they're going around, and it's working, and, it, and it's happening, and they're beginning to see some of the light and some of the liberty and the freedom that's out there. But all of a sudden, things happen. See, the devil's working overtime to convince you that, what God said in that time where you begin to see some liberty, God really can't bring you through to the end of it. And see, the Bible's very clear that to not reap, then you have to quit. But if you don't quit, you'll reap everything that God intended for you to reap. But it takes the removing of those strongholds, and you know what? Sometimes some of the last pieces of that is like at the end of your life. It's a, it's a non-stop, see, because, because if you've got half of the stronghold removed and the other half is trying to hang on, as long as you stay in the Word, it continues to be removed. But you get out of being a doer of the Word, and then all of a sudden, those timbers begin to come back in, and, and, and when the enemy resets a stronghold, he, he'll set double, <laughs> a double perimeter around you. You know, to make sure that you don't get free and that the next time you start doing the Word, it's going to be even that much more difficult because what you quit doing, and now it's been established back in some of the old ways, now he's bringing in other stuff that was along the way and even more offenses and more stuff and more things get piled on in, in, inside of that and it keeps your soul in bondage. And what's it all after? Keeping you from believing in the investment that's in the name of Jesus. Whatever I do, in word or deed, I do in the name of Jesus Christ. I do in the power of that name to see those things accomplished. So what he was saying here was, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Spirit teaches. As I pray in the Spirit, and I'm praying in the Spirit and hearing the voice of God, He's revealing to me the truth of the Word so that I can overcome and I can deal with any and every situation that comes my way. There's not anything that you can't handle if you just stay connected to the Word. Did you hear me? We've talked about the Word for 28 years here. 
We've talked about being doers of the word for years and years and years. Just don't quit it. Don't give up on being a doer of the word because it's removing and replacing in where there's been the, those negative strongholds, it's replacing the negative strongholds with positive strongholds. Because you're believing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're believing that you have the power to overcome any and every obstacle. You're believing that the greater one lives on the inside of you. You're believing that there's not anything that I can't accomplish in Christ Jesus. Not anything. See, you're believing that. And the more you believe that, those strongholds get established in a positive way, and then the enemy can't penetrate your soul. There are certain things that there's no way, unless I quit. There are certain things, there's no way it'll happen. No way. Unless I quit. And I, I know many, many people that have quit. Along the way, they just threw in the towel. One of those things is, one of those things, and it, it doesn't, and I'm just saying it about myself because I know it, and it doesn't matter where you've been, God takes you right where you're at. But one thing I'm convinced about, and, 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 and there's no way, is my wife and I will never divorce. Divorce isn't even in our vocabulary, it's not even a part of our life. And that will never happen, and I don't have to knock on wood in case, oh my gosh, something bad's going to happen like that. No, the only thing that would cause something like that potentially to happen is if either one of us quit the word. We quit the word, then we open ourselves up just like anybody else. See, but, but all these years, what's been established on the inside of us, see, are these positive strongholds where our mind knows what we believe. And there's, and there's no question about it. You can't talk me out of it. I don't care. And I, I mean, there's been days we've had difficult times like any other marriage or we've had frustration and things we've had to work through. It doesn't matter. No. Can't be done. And you can become that confident about anything that you build on the inside of you through the Word of God. Because God's already established those things and He's prepared us in his name to overcome every obstacle and every situation that we face. Can you say amen? I'm ending with this verse. <clears throat> Acts 3 and verse 16. Acts 3 and 16. Everybody say the name. The name. And you know the story because we've read it a lot since the first of the year. But he says in verse 16, as he's telling, as this man was healed at the gate here, he had, he had been lame from his mother's womb. And his name, he said, and, the, and verse 16 says, and his name, Jesus' name, Peter's saying this to the people, through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and you know. His name, through faith in his name. It wasn't enough just to know his name, but it's to have faith in the investment that's in his name. Can you say amen? amen? Faith in the investment that is in his name. So that means 
as we were talking about three promises earlier, I don't care what situation you face. There's not any single thing on planet Earth that you will ever face that is not covered with a promise in the Word of God. I, I, I don't know how that can happen, but it just can. 66 books of, of, of 66 books of this book here. 66 letters, we'll say, in this book have the answer to every single thing that you and I face. And there's not anything we can't overcome if we will get the revelation out of it into our heart. And then we become people that connect with God in prayer. And in our connection, we're not begging him to do something. We're declaring what he says is so. And he said, we'll have everything that we say. Amen? I say, that's us. Somebody say amen to that. That's you, that's me, that's us. We have what we say. And this is the year that we are following through. And it's the year of heaven being manifested in the earth. And those things are going to happen on earth as it is in heaven when we bind and we loose what he says is already so there. Amen? That's what we've been created to do.